Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow Up Friday. Um, we've got a couple ravens for you. It's mm-hmm. a holiday week, mm-hmm. so, you know, um, been a little busy, but um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into it this week. Uh, I think we're, we're, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got Sir Grant... Uh, the Yellow Knight has sent us a, a raven. We've got the ghost mm-hmm. uh, back again. Um, some other just questions we pulled from just conversations. Yeah, conversations. Sam the Hammer back yeah, again. Sam the Hammer back again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's go ahead and start off here. Just kind of we sometimes we start off Fallout Friday is kind of what's going on. So this is going to be kind of the theme of this episode. Um, Sir Ezra is uh, soccer. Yeah. Or football, as it's called over there. We kind of asked some people their thoughts about the World Cup. And uh, we were were mentioning, yeah, we're kind of considering jumping into teams. And there were definitely a lot of our English um, Mm -hmm. uh, listeners uh, were sending us ravens about it. Yeah, I'm, it's a, I, I've always, I used to follow, um, back in the day, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we used to follow Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. What a joke. What a terrible decision. Well, I just, I, I just thought the one guy was cool because he was, he was a coach and he called himself the chosen one. And I yeah. just thought it was funny. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I don't know. We're looking to get back into it. So, we've got some some good feedback uh, mm-hmm. from, from England, Sir Robert. I will, England, I will say, did win. Uh, that, they did. That game, that game was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, of course, we're actually recording Follow-Up Friday a day early. Normally recorded on Thursday, but today we're recording on July 4th. So, 1776, England did not win. Uh, (laughs) uh, actually the war you know took a little bit longer than just 1776 uh then they tried again in 1812 that didn't work uh so uh just you know gotta get that well leave it to sir matt here to bring up the historical connections to this day it's true yeah and uh yeah it it is independence day here for us um Mm -hmm. you know in america and we are inside recording it is hot as all get out yeah, gosh. it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's super hot. Um, I also want to mention if I, <clears throat> if I, Sir Ezra, sound a little weird today, mm-hmm. um, I've had some uh, some dental, you know, facial mm-hmm. stuff going on here. So, um, like my my head is in like a wrap right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, he had these uh, cotton swabs in his mouth earlier. I was like, yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to talk right now, um, but uh, Sir Matt's got this one. I got this, I'm, yeah, you know. sir. Yeah, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I told, I told Sir Ezra. I said, lean on me. I got it. <laughs> yep. No worries. Yep. We're good. We're yeah. good. So, so it's gonna be fine. Let's. Um. I think dive into it. any any other announcements. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So just. Uh. Just we got a lot of ravens this week. Um. We're gonna dive into it. I just want again here. Um. Lady Jade kind of hit hit me up. Said so glad to hear you guys are watching the World Cup as a Premier League. Uh. Game. Uh, she said, "Look at she said, take, take a look at Man U, Manchester United." She said, "David Beckham's from there." She said, "Do yeah. not by any means support Arsenal." And she yeah. wished me a happy birthday <clears throat> and said, "30s uh, are totally fine." Because I was kind of joking. Um, thirty. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's over. She yeah. said she's thirty-three. Said it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I actually um initially started was said, "Hey, we should support a Premier team." I guess like yeah, I guess maybe like Arsenal. Like yeah, no. Well, because I think I watched a movie. Someday back, I think it's Fever Pitch. There was now there's the American version of it, which stars okay. Jimmy Fallon, and it's about the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. but it's mostly about this like guy who's like having this relationship and the whole thing, and then then they end up winning. The, but because actually in that movie, I think they were going to have the Red Sox lose, and it's like he gives up on the team and then marries. But then it was the, they were filming it the year that the Red Sox won. 
Okay. They, they finally, like, they hadn't huh. won a championship in like 100 years, so they had to change the ending of the movie. But I remember watching, I think, the British version, and it's a guy who supports Arsenal. And I think oh. in that version, I can't remember, totally, it was years and years ago, I, I think they lost. Okay. And so the whole thing was, like, he was, like, so obsessed with, like, the sports team that, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think it was, like, Colin Firth, is I want to say. He's in love, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, you know who he is. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, yeah. So that's why initially I was just like, oh, maybe Arsenal. So I guess maybe not on Arsenal. Yeah, no. So and I'm actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that she said that I'm out on Arsenal as well. So uh, everyone te- seems to kind of support Arsenal. Although Lady Jade, I'll say this too. Everyone also seems to kind of support Man, Man U. So Man U, yeah. Uh, but we no, initially, cool. we initially were like, well, let's not like we want to pick a team that's kind of like, yeah, maybe like they don't win all the time, but they don't. They're not like god awful, right? Yeah, so right. kind of like a middle of the road team. Like we watch, you know, here in America, we watch football. Maybe something like the New York Giants. Eh, you know, they're like they're they win like you know every couple years, like every I don't know, like every ten years, something like that. Like yeah, uh, or the Jets. The Jets have won one championship <laughs> and been terrible. Okay, the Giants oh. won like the eighties. Which 80s. one does Guru support though? It does, is he, he, always... he supports both. He kind of watches oh, the both. Giants okay. because he yeah he just he's kind of supports the Giants and the Jets. Okay, so yeah, like the Giants, they won some in like the eighties and then they won uh, like you know a couple in like the late two thousand or yeah. mid late two thousand. I just love in interviews sometimes somebody will just throw in like a, a yeah. Jets or a Giants question to him. It's hilarious. He loves, yeah, he's all about it. So, yeah. uh, Robbie of Newcastle said you should definitely support the Newcastle United. Uh, team, if you're a, uh, and if you're a Stark fan, there's like the most the most northern Premier League yeah. team. Somebody else told us, I think we'll get to it to support West Ham. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we to were looking West at Ham. Everton. Yeah, and I I'm uh, so glad that we <laughs> got feedback from <laughs> yeah. people because we don't really know. No. And and uh, I've heard that Everton is kind of like an uh, a snobbish. Yeah, uppity. so we can we can back off of Everton. Yeah, we're gonna back way off of Everton. Yeah, uh, but. No, I, I, we just kind of want to get jerseys and like support them and like yeah, get start watching it. in August. I yeah. think is when it starts. Yeah, get, and so yeah, get into it's it. It's just been years since I've I've really watched it, and it's um, just having some of you guys, our listeners, who talk about it and, and things. It's really neat. So, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, winner of trivia was Lord Adam Parker. The trivia question was: What was Marjorie Tyrell accused of using that led to her arrest? So. Yep. This one kind of tricks the people up, but then they kind of got it. Some people just got it right away. Yeah. So at the end of uh, Storm of Swords, Cersei is basically saying, oh, Marjorie's sleeping around. She's supposed to be sleeping with or she's supposed to be a maiden still. Exactly. Technically. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> she is getting uh, moon tea, which was the actual answer. And so the idea is moon tea would cause you to have an abortion, essentially, or, yeah. you know, to not have the baby. And so. That was what the item Picelle, because they want, they actually want Picelle to go in and make sure she's still yeah. a maiden. He's like, no, I don't need to do that because she's been getting moon tea. And actually, that is what it is that Cersei hears. Oh, she's been getting moon tea. Mm-hmm. That now, now I can throw under the bus. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a tricky one. Um, but I mean, it was good. I think some people were. Um, how did you phrase that question? It was just maybe I phrased it terribly. What was she accused of using? Okay, that led, led to, to her arrest. arrest. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And really, by who? You know. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, winner was Lord Adam Parker. We had a lot of runners up. Uh, Michael Puckett. He's been hitting us up a couple times. Rachel Gomez, Lady Rachel, uh, Lady Jamie of the White Owl, Lady Kelsey, Sir Grant, yeah, the Yellow Knight. By the way, real quick. Just gonna throw this out here. Yeah. Uh, anytime somebody messages us, or especially new people, I just kind of do briefly go like, 
Yeah. You know, check, look at your Facebook to see like, oh, who are these people? What are they, yeah, where they to? from? Like that. Yeah. yeah. Sir Grant, uh, he's been hitting us up a couple times these past couple weeks. Totally stalked your Facebook. And <laughs> since it's July 4th, I just want to say thank you for your service. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know, one thing I thought about doing in the in the group is actually... Um, and the group's coming. We're going to get that Yeah, the group's soon. coming like within, like next week, I think. We'll, we'll probably I'll, just launch it. Yeah, I won't have this headgear on. I can actually yeah. sit down and do some work. Uh, uh, my face is literally swollen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but we can sit down and, and uh, maybe there's a Google map mm-hmm. where if you have people who are, you know, um, interested, we could plot where they are on the Google mm-hmm. map. Uh, not that we want to, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, that's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. But it's kind of neat for us to kind of see wherever, you know, if you're in the group and you listen to the podcast and you like to participate mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, we consider you, you know, like, you know, our bannerman, you know, so yeah, we kind of want to know where everybody's at. It's kind of cool to see, you know, people who are in England and, you know, uh, Norway yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, so. absolutely. So, okay. Um, let's go ahead. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to start off with it this week trivia for next week yeah official trivia question coming. official trivia question here we go and this is a three-parter and i want all three <laughs> parts oh man you have to get all three parts to get it right is what you're saying that's what you're saying yeah okay all three parts to get it right okay all right who is the blacksmith at castle black how does he die and who kills him wow who is the blacksmith uh-huh. at castle black okay how does he die? Yep. And who kills him? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll give you guys a hint about this character. Yeah. Uh, cool kind of fact about it. It is said that he actually created Robert Baratheon's Warhammer. That's pretty cool. He used to serve for House Baratheon before he went to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of okay. cool. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's a three-parter. That's something new. So all, all three parts, I'll take a little digging. I think that's why we decided to put it up at the front. You know, so yeah, you guys absolutely. Could, yeah. You know. Uh, take your time with that one or what whatnot. So yeah, it'd be, so. it'd be interesting to see who gets it like you know bang bang right out the yeah. gate because uh, I definitely did not. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say like I totally forgot. Um, you know his name. Yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. And one, he's super. Win. He's a super cool character. He yeah. um, yeah. He I don't want to spoil too much about it, but uh, he puts John in charge mm-hmm. in the show. In the book, totally different. He puts John in charge of um defending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wall, the wall. Mm-hmm. When when Mance Raiders, when Mance Raiders yeah. coming, and uh, in the show it's Alistair Thorne, but in the book Alistair Thorne's gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just just totally. Yeah, cool. that is that is really different. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> okay. All right, here let's dive into some Ravens. This is actually more of a question and a comment. Uh, mm-hmm. Here we go. This is from Gus. He's a new uh, new person. Uh, he said, "Best cl- place to catch new episodes once they're released." I use Spotify, but I'm not sure. Um, the time it shows up on there. I'd love to be a part of the trivia, seeing as uh, I answer the question as soon as I hear it. Um, so far, around, he's said he's seven for seven. Um, the gods seem to be pleased with me. <laughs> um, he says, a big fan of the show. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, actually, let's just answer that part, part, part first. Yeah. Um, I would say you can find us on a lot of different things. You can actually find us on YouTube. It posts around 15 minutes after it's post uh, Podbean, iTunes. We're now on Spotify. I'm not... In, Spotify yeah. seems kind of weird because the way we get our numbers, I don't know how quickly it posts on there. Well, it's kind of new. Yeah, I'll, I'll even say this. So, so even people who listen on iTunes, the episodes always post at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So um, so on Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then same thing for Monday. Um, <clears throat> if you want 
instantly right at six o'clock to be able to see the episode it's basically pod pod bean yeah yep. uh, if you give it about five to ten minutes sometimes 15 you might be able to get it on itunes um but it just has it just has to you know yeah refresh and pull it from Podbean where, yeah. where we actually post it. And there are a lot of other places we're on. There's a lot of other places that like podcasts, just like podcast websites that pull like the RSS feed because mm-hmm. I do searches and I'm like, I don't ever remember signing up for this or this yeah, yeah. or this. People just pull it. Yeah. Into, yeah. Their, da- into their library and their yeah. database. Yep. Yeah. So, so but, yep. Uh, so we're on all those places. Okay. So next Part. I'm a big fan of the show, although I catch myself arguing with you guys over certain factoids and how some of your theories tend to ignore facts. Uh, my quarrel is mainly with Sir Ezra on this, but I understand it is his burden as he is the watchful. Craig and Stark did nothing <laughs> wrong. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, so Gus, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It is my burden uh, uh, to be ever watchful. That is that is my calling. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that's interesting with the histories is that um, if, you, if you look at um, uh, Ilio and Linda, yeah. you know, they often are trying to keep, they help her, you know, keep all of that, uh, you know, in line and things. And there's, uh, I think the whole, the whole series too, it's, uh, there's so much room to speculate. That's mm-hmm. why we love, that's why we love it so much, right? Absolutely. Because of the point of view, you know, and the unreliable narrator or reliable just right. depends, you know, the more we learn about the character. Um, you know, we learn whether to trust them or not to trust them, you know, and that type of thing. So, you know, misheard information and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, with the hour of the wolf, uh, there's, there's, it is straight. It does just say he came down and he served justice. Yeah. That's what he did, sir, Matt. I know. He came down he took, uh, he spent one day, uh, as, as hand of the King, that's true. you know, and, and I, I think here's, I'll just, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, All okay. right. I'll just go ahead and say, it. I think we've got a lot of Stark fanboys out there. We do. <laughs> We, I will. I will. I mean, I. I'm. Guys, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just teasing. Uh, I mean, guys, I'm a Targaryen fanboy. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say only because Jon Snow, my favorite character, is a Targaryen. So yeah, <laughs> like yeah. well, and, you know, it, and my favorite character. I don't know if we've actually said this yet. Is uh, so for me, it's Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, like I love Beric Dondarrion. He's yeah. he's my favorite. So we all do have our favorites and things. Right. I'm totally teasing, but you know, um, I always do try, and and this is just something going forward, guys. I actually do look for places to speculate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I like like for example with uh, Maegor the Cruel. Mm-hmm. You know, and who plotted to kill him, right? Was it just the Iron Throne? Was it suicide? Was it one of his wives? You know, what happened there? I just think it's interesting with, with Craig and Stark. When he came down, you know, to to do all of this, that um, he he sits in justice for one day, and yeah. he does all this ruling and stuff. There's really, like, how much investigation was there? Right. How much, you know, could you, normally these people go into a cell, and, yeah. and basically you you call witnesses forward and they testify and things like that. And it happens over a couple of days. I mean, he just, you know, stepped up there and did X, Y, Z and, and called it like it was. And, uh, you know, either sent him to the wall. I think there were two folks who, uh, actually chose to, to chose death, uh, as, as their punishment and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, just kind of interesting to me. I, I, I know I, I want to believe that he's, you know, a good guy and he just came down and he did what was right. You know, interesting fact about him, um, uh, Aemon Targaryen, the, the, the dragon knight, you know, when he fought him, he actually fought uh, yeah, Craig and like Stark. An older Craig yeah. Stark, yeah. And he said he was one of the best swordsmen he'd ever faced. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I read that, I'm thinking, okay, you know, if you're a great swordsman, we, we right. normally, you know, would say, oh, he's a good person, good guy or whatever, but not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, anyways, yeah. So, thank you. Uh, hopefully, you know, is it uh, is it Gus? That's yeah. his name. Hopefully, Gus is going to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be watching for the for those uh, areas where where in which we can kind of uh, <clears throat> the gray areas, and yeah. he can watch them as well. And we'll yeah. we'll go. We'll have a nice back and forth. It'll be yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. He did have one kind of uh, follow up part just about. Do I need to be a patron to participate in follow up Friday? He said I am, but the son of a stonemason and uh, and own uh, his own coffers are non-existent. Hedges <laughs> in California are not cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. understand that. Nope, you don't have to be a patron uh, to participate. Um, you just just listen <clears throat> to the show and send us yeah. a send us send us an email. Yeah. So yeah, and here's the thing. So. Um, my goal this week was to get the leaderboard up and going, but mm-hmm. uh, because I had to, I had to go in and have this right. uh, done this week. So I'll try to next week get that going because I think it will be neat just to see everybody's name up there and mm-hmm. kind of figure out a fancy way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Google Doc or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, move on to Sam the Hammer. Uh, this is a really fun question. Sir Matt and Sir Ezra, following on the top 10 discussions you had, I thought some of your listeners may be interested in, a, in assembling an all-time Westeros football, or in parentheses, soccer, mm-hmm. uh, kind of team. As it may not be your preferred sport, I have some suggestions below to get you started. <laughs> in goal, I would uh, take a gamble on someone who I've not seen much of, but the reports from Robert and Rhaegar are to be believed. Lyanna Stark is a proper keeper, or mm-hmm. we, we would say goalie. I think yeah. is always how we, yeah. we say it in America. But a keeper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's a keeper. Yeah. 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 She's a keeper, yeah. <laughs> uh, in defense, I want someone big and strong who knows their job, someone who will uh, repel repeated attacks and never give it up. Uh, if the opposition think that they have the key to unlock our defense. I want someone who can hold the door. Uh, Hodor would be in my defense. Uh, I want a central midfield with a mix of age and experience who doesn't panic when the game gets fiery. Melisandre will bring vision to the team yep. uh-huh. uh, and still uh, fit despite her age. Along her, I'd have to have Daenerys in kind of a free role. She's gifted, smart, and incredibly mobile. Uh, her international pedigree can't be questioned when the game becomes... Um, a battle she can really fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, an attack. I think we call that striker in America, don't we? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we need we need goals. So I want someone who scores for fun. The obvious choice must be King Robert One Baratheon. <laughs> Brute strength, accuracy, and a hammer of a shot. Enough rubbish uh, puns for me. What does everyone else think? Uh, if mm-hmm. you're considering supporting a Premier League team, I cast my coin on my own team. West Ham United. Uh, famous fans include Dave Grohl, Barack Obama. And uh, Kieran Knightley, perfect company for two great lords. Keep up the good work. Enjoying the show. As always, Sam the Hammer. Yeah. So, wow. He might have yeah. got me with the whole Kieran Knightley thing. I mean, I she's a fan. Then I did, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty neat, actually, to, to you know, your Westerosi soccer team, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who who would you have, right? Uh, in goal, who, who's in your defense, your midfield, you know? Um, yeah. Well, you know who I want in goal, and this will this is actually going to be this is actually almost a tie-in to. Let me actually okay. Let yeah. me actually give you my team, and I'm going to end with goalie because it's going to lead us into the next one. Unless you kind of have your team. No, I, have, I haven't even thought of this yet. Because so. I have a great I have a great way to segue. Okay, so I don't want to cut you off from no. Not I'm making I'm, a I'm good. You you just okay. go. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking uh, as like what do they call it? attack? I guess or striker is what I've always kind of yeah. thought it was. Your forward. Forward, yeah. okay, yeah, maybe yeah. like Jamie Lannister, you know, someone okay. who's someone who, you know, I mean, you don't need hands in soccer anyway, so. Oh my god! Oh wow! Okay, 
Uh, yeah, and then kind of your midfield people, people, yeah, who kind of have like a good eye for everything. I, you know, he's small, but I think he's still gonna have to go with Tyrion. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, I know he's small, but he can kind of call it out. He's really as good. a forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys, you know, um, you know, going going out the on down the outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like like Messi and those guys are mm-hmm. a little shorter in stature, but they, mm-hmm. you know, got got mad handles. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe kind of a backfield, I guess, is how they call it, or like de- defense, you know, like your defensive yeah. people, you know, maybe like the hound, someone who's like, ah, right, he's not, you know, he's not afraid to yeah. get kind of dirty. And, you yeah. know, he definitely just seems pretty solid. And then in, as, as goalie. Yeah. To segue into the next question, as I, I, this is amazing, I just okay. thought, I thought of this on the fly. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you want as a goalie? You're going to want someone as thick as a castle wall. Yeah, that's right. So that's I right. got to go with Sir Duncan the Tall. Sir Duncan the Tall as, as okay. goalie. Okay. Again, yeah. No, another plug for A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. If you haven't read it, I mean, yeah, yeah now is the time. You're missing out. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Cool. You know. Um. So this one's all on me here. This is uh. The ghost of Heron Hall and I uh, go back and <laughs> forth, and, uh, and and I gotta say, last week I think I I, I let the ghost down, and I apologize, mm-hmm. but uh, I um, and I'm glad I got some I got a little more clarity here, which actually helped me out. I had not thought of this character actually, and I had not yeah. caught this connection, and it was actually Sir Matt helped me a little bit last week. Um, you mentioned this during your reread. You saw the phrase "thick as a castle wall" yeah. uh, in connection to. Brienne, Brienne. Tarth. I think Jamie Lannister calls her that. He's like, God, you're as thick as a castle wall, aren't you? And I was like, because I listen yeah. to it at work. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I'm busy and so I'm kind of not actually paying as clear attention. Yeah. And then I was, but that caught, that totally caught my attention. Yeah. Every time you hear that now, it really <laughs> does. Because it's yeah. said so much in the Dunkin' Egg series that, I mean, guys, when we say a lot, it's like, that's what Dunk thinks of himself. All the time. You know, he ca- yeah. yeah. In his head, he's always like, Dunk oh, way long, to go, Dunk. Thick you know, there's a castle wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, last week we got asked about possible um, Sir Duncan the Tall's heirs. You know, who would they be? Are there some of mm-hmm. them uh, up at Castle Black? So uh, the ghost sent me a little uh, clarification. Atop the wall at Castle Black, there's a large, strong man of the Night's Watch. Jon Snow possibly encounters him uh, in, or, you know, does Jon Snow possibly encounter him in his in his watch duties? Um, he may even uh, save have saved Sam when the others came. Uh, is this Sir Dunk, uh, you know, the Lunks, the Lunks legacy? Yeah. <clears throat> so I actually think that the ghost is referring to the, the person who I picked down here, I think is might be different from who the ghost is actually talking about. Because there is, um, I think there might be someone else involved with that, that he's thinking of. Okay. okay. But, uh, you know, because it will be someone who, who John comes across who is, you know, a, a large and strong man. Okay. Mm. Um, and then someone who he says, you know, maybe even saved Sam when the others came. Um, and actually maybe we're thinking of the same person cause I just thought of the second yeah. part too. I forgot what happened to this character. Okay. So the character that I found that might fit that, uh, th- that description, we've talked about Brienne of Tarth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about Hodor. We've mm-hmm. talked about those two characters before. And I completely, uh, 100% forgot about this character and he's very easy to, to miss. Uh, his name is small Paul. And he's actually one of, you know, Chet's, you know, guys who's up there. And Chet's yeah. the guy who's, he's plotting to bring down the old bear. Yeah. So when they get back from the fist of the first men, so they go north, you know, and yeah. they lose Jon Snow. And he, um, he and Corn half hand right? go to their thing. He yeah, they, Corrin, exactly. Grat, the whole deal. Yeah. So they're on their way back. And 
and and they're basically just you know uh, uh, Chet is just pissed that they're up there, and he's the guy in the show. You know, he I think you, I forget. I don't think he's called the same name in the show. Right. But he's got the short, you know, black hair kind of mm-hmm. kind of shorter guy. Um, he's just always a thorn in in uh, in, in John's side. Just really yeah. a, a nasty guy, and he's plotting to kill. <clears throat> um, uh, J- uh, Jor Mormont, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and he's waiting till they get back to Craster's Keep, right? So as they're planning this, though, in a storm of uh, swords, the prologue, this is where this is at. I, I had totally forgot they're like plotting, you know, um, uh, this takeover. Yeah, when when they get back, and um, I'm gonna read you a couple of descriptions of this character. Let me see here. Um, oh man, of course I would. Just <laughs> lost the page. But he's, uh, let's describe, there it is. Okay, so I'm going to read you a whole paragraph here. It's just, it's a little, I want to give you some context here. Uh, Lark had wanted to bring, uh, Lark had wanted to bring in twice that number. So they're talking about the number of men that they wanted to bring in. I mm-hmm. think around, they settled on like 14 men that they want to bring in to kind of overthrow the Night's Watch and to kind of, you know, take out some of the, comm- if they can take out um, Lord Commander and some of his higher ups, then they're good. They think everybody else will fall in line. If not, then it's kind of, you know, evens the, 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 the playing field, right? Um, he says, but, the, you know, but what, what what could you expect from some stupid fish breath sisterman? Uh, whisper a word in the wrong ear, and before you knew it, you'd be short ahead. No, 14 was a good number. Enough to do what needed doing, but not so many that they, w- that they couldn't keep the secret. So trying to keep this real... You know, on the down low, Chet had recruited most of the men himself. Small Paul was one of his, the strongest man on the wall, even if he had slower. I'm sorry, even if he was slower than a dead snail. So I'm going to let Matt dwell on the snail connection here in a second. Um, He had once broken a wildling's back with a hug. Um, They had Dirk as well, named for his favorite weapon and a little gray man. uh, The brothers called Softfoot. Um, who had raped a hundred women in his youth and liked to boast uh, how none had never seen and not uh, heard him until he shoved it up inside of them. So, okay, the connection here, so I'll, I'll read that the, the description. Small Paul was one of his, the strongest man on the wall, even if he was slower than a dead snail. Uh, he'd once broken a wildling's back with just a hug. So, I have one more description to read too in a second here, but um, the snail connection, Sir Matt. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look up uh, who. Oh God, I cannot think of his name. Just look at Mystery Knight. It's um, the Mystery Knight. It's the it's the guy that he fights. It's the it's the jousting. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's the guy who's jousting who he beats Duncan. Yeah, he's really good at jousting, and he doesn't kill him because he. But he was paid specifically to beat Duncan, and what he does is he um he like throws tourneys. Like he's probably like yeah. the best lancer ever but he he he's he, he's like well i only he's like i only need to come in second or third place yeah 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 okay i got it right here his name is um uthor underleaf uthor underleaf yeah yeah, yeah underleaf, so yeah his sigil right is um it's, he, a, it's a snail yeah. it's a snail right he had, a, he had a snail upon his shield um how could you lose to a man with a snail upon your shield you know uh dunk the lung thick as a castle wall he chided himself and, and so, yeah, you're right. This is a guy who threw tourneys. It was he was like a professional. You know, he basically he was a he was a shark. I mean, he would go in there and, mm-hmm. and um, he would hustle. Uh, you know, essentially. So, okay. So there's one description. Now the one that we've been that I took me a little longer to find, but I found it. Um, here we go. They're talking more about uh, the upcoming you know 
plans the, the takeover. Who the um, who the bloody well cares? Kill the bird too if you like. I don't want to hurt no bird, the big man said. But that's um, but that's a talking bird. What if it what if it tells what we did? Uh, Lark, the sister man laughed. Small Paul, thick as a castle wall, he mocked. You shut up with that, said uh, Small Paul dangerously. And and so what they're what they're arguing over here is that Small Paul, if he does kill um, uh, Lord Commander, he wants his bird because yeah. it's a talking bird. So you can get from this. He goes, I don't want to hurt no bird, um, but that's a talking bird. What if it tells what we did? So you kind of understand that that um, that Small Paul is not very bright, not very smart, actually. And I think later on he he ends up carrying Sam. So you know how big Sam Wild Tarley is, right? Oh, he ends yeah. up carrying Sam when Sam can't walk any further. And um, they're actually um, they're actually take. I think he and Gren are, are overtaken by another on horseback, and Small Paul fights off the other actually. And once he does, like, not, I think Gren's sword gets, like, oh, it gets sort of, uh, as, as he's swinging it, um, it, it melts away, you know, yeah. it shatters. And then once he tackles, I think, I think Small Paul, like, somewhat kind of tackles this other, mm-hmm. and his, it loses his sword. And Sam presses the obsidian dagger into the other and kills the other. Okay. Um, now, um, Small Paul himself actually becomes a white, though. He, he becomes a white, and later on, he's, like, coming after Gilly and Sam, and Sam tries to stab him with the, the obsidian dagger. Doesn't work because he's a white. So the, so the obsidian glass, you know, dragon glass doesn't work on whites. He actually uses, like, fire, like um, some, I don't know, mm-hmm. it, it was something. From, I think they had a fire, and he just grabbed one of the logs and hit him with it, and once he caught fire... You know, he burns and then his blue eyes kind of go away or whatever. But Small Paul is, he's as thick as a castle wall. You know, he's hes the strongest man on the wall, um, even if he was slower than a dead snail. So yeah. slow in the mind is really what it is. He's yeah. hes actually pretty fast and physical. He's, he's, he's a monster. He um, probably outweighs Sam, you know, yeah. uh, but he's just, a, he's hes built thick and tall and stuff. So so I think that might be who, who you know, could be one of, you know, Sir Duncan the Tall's, you know, he could be one of his uh, his heirs, you know, his, yeah. his, his descendants. So um, yeah, and then I have I have the thing pulled up here. Um, Do you mock me? That pricked him back to anger. Are you as thick as a castle wall? That was an apology. It's during like the bath scene, but yeah. with Jamie and Brienne and Brienne yeah, and the Storm mm-hmm. of Swords is where it's from. Okay, yeah. So it seems like there's a lot of connections there. When you, whenever you see that phrase "thick as a castle wall" associated with a character, you know, and that character is big and tall. It could just be a saying, you know, something that's passed down that people are associating, you know, anybody who's big and tall, they're going to kind of say, you know, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you look at the picture of him on a, on a, a wiki of ice, the wiki of ice and fire, he's like huge. Yeah. He's a big guy. Um, so, but uh, yeah, he's only really mentioned in, I think it's a storm of swords, mm-hmm. I think. So, but uh, yeah, I think that might be, he's kind of, he's described as like a simpleton, um, strongest man on the wall. And and the idea that he could break a wildling a wildling's back with just a hug is is pretty interesting. So massive. What, what happens to Oh Paul? He dies. He Small dies. Paul dies. Yeah. Yeah. He is actually trying to, uh, but he dies saving right. Sam. Yeah. yeah. So because he like lunges at that other, 
Um, and he's the reason. And it's he, when Sam kills. It's when Sam Sam becomes Sam the Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. So small Paul, and you know, and you if you read, I didn't read a whole lot. I didn't want to because I'm struggling reading right now. Yeah. Um, with this on my face, but if you um if you read more of the 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 prologue, you start to understand that small Paul is innocent. Actually, almost has like an innocent type of mind. All he really cares about is animals and and creatures and right. taking care of them so he wanted the bird you know he likes to take care of the horses and stuff like that i mean he's that, that's he likes animals so so that's that's basically what it is yeah them, so okay all right on to sir grant the yellow knight I have some thoughts and questions about the different gods in Game of Thrones and the fight for power. I'll start by just breaking down House Stark. This is a mix from the book and the show, so please bear with me. Lord Eddard Stark stuck to the old ways and the old gods, while Lady Stark stayed with the Seven. We know that uh, we know Eddard left the North and died as well um, as Cat, but Arya and Sansa survived. Sansa prayed a lot, but we don't get many, if any, instances of Arya praying to the old gods. Sansa is seen praying in the gods' woods during the show, so we assume she still holds the old ways. Arya studies at the House of Black and White, and so she does now. Maybe now she worships the many-faced god. Jon took his vows before a weirwood tree, as befits tradition, but was brought back to life by uh, R'hllor and Melisandre. Bran has basically has been covered extensively over the last uh, three couple of weeks, but does he still hold to the old ways and old gods, or does he believe something different? Could the three-eyed crow be considered a god? I'm curious about your thoughts um, and where the allegiances fall specifically with the Stark children. I should say that I still consider John a Stark until I read something different in the books. Farewell, Sir Grant, the Yellow Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. Um, yeah, interest, interesting question. I think, though, correct me if I'm wrong, Sir Ezra, mm-hmm. is that while Sansa does and she goes to the Godswood a lot when she's married to Tyrion because one she's planning to leave yeah. uh, with Sir Dantes, yep. but two because she also does just pray. I think to she does pray to the old gods, but I think she also prays to the new gods. She does. She mm-hmm. plays. She, 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 she doesn't she prays, care. She prays to both. Yeah. At that point, she doesn't care which which gods listen. Yeah. You know, she's willing to, to pray here and there. Right. Um, and it's also kind of an escape. You know, mm-hmm. no one really she can go there and be. You know, like it's a it's a place of peace, sort mm-hmm. of. You know. Um, she gets to go there and kind of get away from everything, yeah. you know? So, but <clears throat> other than that, we don't really have much instances of her, of her praying. praying yeah. Yeah. I mean, n- not really. Um, and then that's okay. You know, I think, uh, you know, if you, if you're just looking at the characters and, and, and where they kind of line up or whatever, the Starks are kind of split, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, it's, it's neat that, you know, Ned actually builds or, you know, allows there to be a, does he build a set? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he lets there be a, there's actually not one there. Yeah. A sept, right. And, and uh, for, for Catelyn, right. So she can still worship and she teaches her kids, you know, the faith of the seven and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and their father teaches them the old gods. Um, so it's a nice little balance, you know, they kind of know both. And I think that's also why, you know, Bran being obsessed with be- becoming a knight, her hearing about all the Southern tales of, of, you know, great knights. Right. Um, that fits into the faith of the seven, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's where he's kind of really intrigued by that. And that's where you can see he's leaning more towards, you know, that idea, you know, mm-hmm. cause I guess they don't really have knights in, in, in the North. Do yeah. they? As far as no, they, they, more it's lords. Different. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. It's just different. It's a different hierarchy. So, um, I don't know. Now, Arya, um, cause Maester Lewin corrects him. He says, we don't really have knights in the, yeah. In, in the North. In, yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. So now Arya, I think is, is, um, uh, 
is interesting too. She has her own prayer. She's just whispering to whatever God, you know, the many, face, the many face God. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Remember she has her own little prayer though, that she right. makes up her list of names. It's kind of mm-hmm. like she creates her own. Yeah. But I um, would say though, that that list is to like the many face God, because even though she doesn't realize that that's who it is mm-hmm. kind of, um, she learns, she kind of gets that idea from Jack and, Hagar, mm-hmm. and so then that's ultimately where it kind of comes from. Yeah, she has a list before that, though. She does. Yeah, yeah she but does. I, so I would say mm-hmm. though that the well, then maybe it the, just fits. I mean, yeah, it it, it does. Maybe fit. the many face God is who reached out to her to find Jack in, and then you never know. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of. I don't think she has any uh, strong religious ties, though. Right. You know, she doesn't seem like that type of of uh, you know person yet. I, you know. Yeah, you don't really know. I mean, they're all kind of trying to find their own way. And and really, once you get someone who answers you back, when you pray to a god and then you're not getting an answer from, let's say, the seven, mm-hmm. but then you pray to the old gods and they answer you back. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna believe in those gods. Yeah. You Rob, know? I would say definitely just prays to the old gods. Yeah, I don't know. We don't, um, really, we don't. Rob is not a POV character, and so we yeah. all of his stuff is basically told in Catlin or Bran chapters. Yeah, and so that's kind of then like the few John chapters at the beginning. So we we don't really get a lot. But if I had to just take a guess, yeah. But it is interesting that they're all kind of split into diff into different uh, in into different things. Now John, um, we know definitely worships the old gods. It is actually interesting. So um, when John has conversations with Agret, I think it's interesting in that we talk about the old gods is kind of how we talked about how like a while back we talked about like sex of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see this this much with the old gods, but the wildlings have different names for things. Mm-hmm. When John and Agret are looking up at a constellation, um, I don't, I cannot remember off the top of my head which constellation it is, but John thinks it's one thing and Agret says it's something else. Yeah. Just because they're separated by the wall. So even though they both worship the old gods, Mm-hmm. They just have different names for it because yeah. they're essentially two different kind of people. Right. So it's just interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. I guess to answer the question, where do each of those Stark children fall? Like, are they are they allied to the seven or are they allied to the to, to, to the old gods? I think for the most part, they are kind of just split. I think I don't think they're really yeah you know show any. I mean, I think John definitely falls in line with the old gods, you know. Um, and then as it's you said, Rob many- Rob to me kind of is could go either way. Yeah, because he they I mean, say that they say that he's he's actually he looks he definitely has some Tully in him, right? Just the way he looks and stuff like that. And so. what, and I think when you become Lord, you know Lord Stark, yeah. you know you're you're Lord of Winterfell. I think you do have to kind of like be beholden to the old gods, you yeah. know, type of thing. So maybe you're right in that he is just more of the an, an old, yeah. old old god type of guy. Yeah, Sansa. Either way, she likes being in in the courts. She likes that idea. Very. Yeah, you know, she so. definitely knows a lot about the seven. I would imagine that she probably has to. Mm-hmm. Um, because she sings some songs and stuff like that when they are, um, uh, during battle of Blackwater Bay, right, yeah. when they're all King's like locked Landing. in, they're mm-hmm. all locked in the room. I think she kind of leads some people in some songs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so, yep. She's definitely, and I don't well think those are Northern songs. So at least right. she at least knows them. It's weird. Cause it's like, she is, she's well versed in the, in the faith of the seven, but then perhaps, you know, when those gods aren't listening or answering. She does turn maybe to the old gods or something, you know, really with her, it's sort of like a, she's just trying to survive on her own, you know, and learn, uh, 
catch up and right. learn from Cersei and Littlefinger and different yeah. people about the Game of Thrones and how to survive. Yeah. So she comes back real pragmatic and type of yeah. in her way and, of thinking. Yeah, and Arya, back to Arya real quick. I think Arya is, I think you're kind of right, she's just in defiance of the gods <clears throat> because yeah. at least, you know, we don't you don't get this in the books, but it's fair to say that maybe it also like happens in the show. I don't believe the what do we say to the god of death, not today. Mm-hmm. line is yeah. that's not in the books um but uh it's a freaking sweet line yeah. so uh, <laughs> and it does actually kind of fit with her character in general and so i was in the show and then um you also have when she leaves the house of black and white and she basically tells jack and hagar off she's like i'm Arya stark of winterfell she's basically saying like screw this god yeah. even though she ends up using the power later to kill walter frey yeah in the show mm-hmm. in the show yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the show but it's probably it, <laughs> Could happen the same way in the yeah. Books, people yeah. think Lady Stoneheart could do that for yeah. for Walter Frey. She might yeah. be the one who actually and Lady Stoneheart. There you go. She's basically using the power of Relore. So yeah, exactly. Then you bring in the power of of Relore, and that's that changes things. You know, John. If John is raised by Melisandre, and then Lady Stoneheart given the the, the kiss by Beric, mm-hmm. um, that that all kind of you know, it's it's really it gets back to the idea that we talked about last week is the gods vying for mm-hmm. different control and support and stuff, and it's like you know, who are the gods going to gift powers to and who are they going, you know, what do you get stuff from? You know, mm-hmm. if the seven never answer and you get nothing from them, okay, then they're they're more of just a system that's been set up by the Andals, you know, to kind of control, right? you know, to, to give um, like the High Sparrow, you know, and the High Septum like some yeah. power and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I guess uh, Bran. Um, so talk about Bran a little bit. Should the three-eyed crow be considered a god? That's the question. That's the is that we don't. That's the thing we we're, we've been you know, talking about these past couple of weeks. Is is the three-eyed crow? Is it beholden to like the great other? Mm-hmm. Uh, Melisandre kind of views it as a thing. I don't think in the show. I just don't think in the show they're going down that route. Well, okay, let's let's look at the way Melisandre, like like the faith think, of uh, yeah. of the, of the R'hllor, because yeah. you in her in her faith you have the Lord of Light and you have the Lord of Darkness. You right. know, you've got uh, R'hllor and you've got the Great Other in, in opposition. So those are the only two powers. So what would she say about the Seven? She would just say they're false gods. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, she burns the Seven. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's so, how she, that's how they create Lightbringer. Well. Yeah. The, air quote fake like light bringer right but i think she calls them false gods and false idols and things you know so she would say the would she not say the same thing about the old gods well she does she says she says she's actually very nervous about the old gods um during uh the scene at castle black or in at castle black in um the dance of dragons she urges the wildlings that are there um to burn weirwood Burn weirwood trees yeah. and like toss toss in toss in um, pieces of weirwood into this fire, right? And could, uh, because I think you know her thinking is though that the old gods as, as we know them are servants of the great other, right? So she kind of puts them underneath that category of like you know, um, which they may or may not, and be. they may be you know that right. may be something that she. So if there are these two big gods that are you know um, you know fighting one another, then then that then. The other ones just have different names, and they're servants to either Relore or they're servants to the Great Other, right? Type of thing in, in her faith. So it gets a little mixed up, you know. Mm-hmm. It gets a little hard to kind of follow. And sorry, as correct me if I'm mistaken here, but I'm, maybe my mind's just off today. Yeah. In the books, we don't know that the children created the others. No, we don't know that. 
that's a, that's a specifically a show thing we yeah. see. Yeah, because I was blown away when they showed us that. I was like, oh, okay, game changer. That's it, why. Because <laughs> in the world in the world of Ice and Fire, we just know that the Long Night just came. Yeah, and 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 that and really, it's more. We just know there was a pact. There was a, uh, the pact yeah. where they decided to stop fighting, but we don't know why they stopped fighting. I, I think most people believe. Well. Yeah, so exactly. So so in, in in the dawn age, you know, when when the first men came and they just eventually the first man accept the old gods. Like they eventually yeah. start to kind of adopt them and and things like that and they learn from the children. They fight the children initially mm-hmm. and they have a, a, a you know that pact. And so that's that's all but before that when they're when they're actually fighting though in, in the dawn age I think it's the not. I'm pretty sure it's the Dawn Age. Right. They try their green seers break mm-hmm. the arm. You mm-hmm. know that, that, that connected uh, Westeros to Essos. Essos. Yeah. And so they they creating the stepstones, and they try a great flooding at the neck to yeah. separate the neck. So hear hear me out. <clears throat> Those green seers were successful in breaking the arm. So they break yeah. the arm. There you go. Then they try to flood the neck. They're pretty darn close to being successful there because you've got all those bogs and all, all right. that stuff where, you know, you know Howland Reed and his family right. are at, all, all that all that good stuff going on. But they didn't necessarily, you know, get it done. You've got the twins. You've got the crossing, all that good stuff. You can still get to that northern country. So they move north, the, 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 the children do. I actually kind of wonder... If after the long night came, after they after the, after they couldn't make the the flooding happen there at the neck, and that didn't work, and that maybe they were still at war, mm-hmm. maybe before the pact, they if the show is right, you know, maybe they did create um, something, you know, that like the others, right? You know, and if they did, then they did it, and they they it was a mistake, right? You know, and then they needed the help of brand the builder and the likes of him to build the wall to keep them beyond. So it's almost right. like those barriers. You got the arm, the neck, and then the wall. It's like they've, the green seers have tried three different things. You know, uh, right. I, I'm saying the green seers, you know, again, here, Gus would correct me that, uh, that, that I'm throwing the green seers in on making the wall, but you know, there's yeah, magic, we, there's magic in the we wall. Don't and you really yeah. don't know. I mean, don't it's, know, yeah. it's the dawn age. We so. said that brand the builder built it and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a good question, but no, I don't. In the book, we do not know anything about the the children and their and their connection to the others. Yeah. So we know that that that, that during the long night, though, that Azora High came. Right. Right. But even that, if if you read the World of Ice of Fire chapter, that, that's a relore thing. That's a relore. Right. Prince but that was even, promised. Even, well, well no, that's different. Even that's different. Yeah, There's that's the different. prince who's promised Azora High and uh, like the last hero. Yeah. And. They all have different kind of, they have different kind of tellings of it. Right, and it right. could be a different person, could be the same, could be the three heads, could actually be three heroes. Azor High could actually be three heroes. Like, you know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing Gur looks at is he looks at how is history told. It's all about the person who's telling it. Yeah. Things, mm-hmm. you know, th- things like that. So it could yeah. actually be one person, could be three, could be people, different people te- saying it and maybe like they're propping up their religion or yeah, whatever it, and saying, well, it was our champ. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. It, 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 he is a fan of, of like prophecies being misread or yeah. being, you know, passed down. It's all about the telling and what was left out or how was it told by the victors or. You know, right. who wants to make, who wants to take claim for this? You know, everyone wants their God to take claim for saving the world from whatever, right. you know, um, disaster was taking place. So, you know, yeah. And we have characters like these Stark children who are, 
you know, connected to Rolor and they're connected to the old gods and maybe right. the seven. It's like if one of them rises to become the hero of Westeros, then which god gets the credit? You know, right. it's yep. type of thing. So, yeah. All right. Well, great question, uh, Sir Grant the Yellow Knight. Um, all right. So this is kind of the last one here. Um, this is just kind of a conversation Lord Adam Parker and I were having. We always just converse about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, He's kind of like, hey, just question. Um, who had Blackfire last? Yeah. Um, so uh, I just kind of want to read this from the wiki because Sir Ezra and I kind of made a good under, uh, rabbit hole here. Yeah. Um, it was in the hands of Darren the young dragon when he was slain. He was surrounded by his enemy. Um, with Darren and when Darren and his twin sons dead at the Redgrass Field, Bittersteel took Blackfire with him in exile to the Free Cities, where he eventually founded the Sellsword Golden Company. Um, Agor refused to give the Valyrian steel sword to uh, Daemon the Second. This Agor Rivers, which is uh, Bittersteel. Bittersteel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Agor refused to give it to Darren the Second. Or uh, Damon the Second Blackfire in the failed Second Blackfire Rebellion, yeah. which is why they try to hatch a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so you're saying that it's it's with the Golden Company? Could be. Yeah, or it was last seen with with Bittersteel. Right now, we had done a theory on our Patreon about uh, a question was: Could Longclaw have been? Is Longclaw Blackfire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, okay, the, the reason why I think Lord Adam Parker asked that is because when 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 Darren is is down in Dorne and he's betrayed, he has Blackfire with him. Yeah. Um so how did Blackfire get back into possession of the Targaryens? So Baylor the Blessed actually makes his long walk back to Dorne. And I think I, I'd have to go read because <clears throat> I didn't read this. I didn't right. know you were gonna ask this question. <clears throat> but I think he goes back and, and is able to get Blackfire yeah. somehow from, um, or it was sent back with his body, yeah. perhaps, or something, or maybe Baylor somehow got it back. But it yeah. does get back into their possession. We know yeah. that for sure. Because, uh, ba- I mean, uh, Aemon the Dragon Knight, who we mentioned earlier, um, he he goes down and is trying to protect Darren, yeah. you know, under this, this truce banner, as we just talked right. about last week. And he d- d- doesn't work. He's captured. Baylor actually secures his... Um, which we're going to, we're going to cover this Sunday uh, or Monday. Um, We're going to talk about how Baylor goes down and he's very religious, very of faith and um, you know, kind of wins over Dorne and helps um, Aemon Targaryen, the dragon knight get back to, you know, King's landing. Right. So, yeah, because we, we, you know, we talk about dark sister and you know, that's a sword we haven't heard about in a while. The last thing we heard about it was during the dance of the dragons where they were fighting each other essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't. Their their names are totally blanking on me right now. Um, but um, so then, yeah, Blood Raven has Dark Sister, and when he's fighting Agor, uh, he's fighting Agor Rivers, Bittersteel. Bittersteel cuts out Blood Raven's eye, um, and then Bittersteel ends up kind of retreating and leaving with Blackfire. So. Could Blackfire be Longclaw? We talked. We talked about that. Um, I think maybe now I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's, there's a better chance it's Dark Sister. But a lot of people believe Dark Sister is in uh, the Three Eyed Crow's cave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it mentions there's a, there's a sword up against the wall. Um, well, we and we just believe since Blood Raven was the last one that had it that, right. that if he if that is Brendan Rivers, you know right. um, that that Bran is actually 
seeing that the the sword would be nearby. Right. Yeah, it know? would be nearby. So maybe Mira Reed gets it, which would be interesting because that opens a lot of theories. A lot of people think Mira Reed could be John's twin sister because um, they look alike and they're roughly the same age. Um, and she, she just kind of described as looking like uh, Liana Stark. But so the question now I have for you, Sir Ezra, mm-hmm. if Blackfire is actually still over in Essos with the Golden Company, could when when young, let's say young Griff comes over um, and he has Blackfire, the sword, yep. does that kind of tie back into <clears throat> the Blackfire rebellions? If he is a Blackfire, but if he is actually a true Targaryen, could that be his? Hey, well, I have the sword. I think regardless, you know, uh, if you have Blackfire... That was the thing. The, the reason that D- Damon saw that he had a right to rule was because he was given the ancestral, you know, yeah. Targaryen sword. Um, and so he was legitimized by it was, I mean, let's, just, let's just call it this. Blackfire is the king's sword. Right. So if you have the king's sword, you're the king, you know, type of thing. Um, there have been different times where, where a king has handed it to hand of the king or, right. uh, you know, or, or handed it yeah, to Aenys. gives it to Magor. Magor, yeah. Um, and and Aegon lets Magor use it from time to time. He lets him use it in a tourney, tournament at one point when Aegon, yeah. when Aegon the Conqueror is still king. right, right. So there's different times where the sword is is given a different, but most of the time it represents that you are the king, right? Um, you know, so if if um, you know, if this pretender, if this you know Aegon air quote, um, who's coming Griff, with the yeah, golden, young, Griff. young Griff, who's coming with the Golden Company, uh, it's it's likely that they could have Blackfire. You know, if, if yeah. Bittersteel had it and you know, interesting thing here and uh, is the mystery night where the second Blackfire Rebellion happens. Right. He doesn't have Blackfire. Right. So it wasn't given to him by Bittersteel for some reason. Um, I da- just, yeah, Damon the second. Yeah, I don't is, think they were ready to have their rebellion. I don't think they were either. They weren't they, they were just trying to get support. So I think they had he could have gotten that sword, but you know, they were just trying to recruit people in Westeros and he's under right. the guise of what they were really hope. What they were really, really ultimately hoping was that that dragon egg would attach. Yeah. Cause then they would have a dragon and then they have a black fire and a dragon. And what, if you have a dragon, then you are definitely are going to be the king. Yeah. It just, it just makes you look more like you're a true Targaryen. This is who should be right. ruling type of thing. So uh, I think I, I would not be surprised if black fire does come back into, you know, Westeros in the hands right. of either Daenerys, someone mm-hmm. giving it to her, but more likely um, Young Griff, right? Actually, bring, bringing it back, and so, then and then that then that ties in that that raises questions. Once it comes back over, yeah, could it be Lightbringer? You know what I mean? Right, Somehow right, right. John gets it. If if well, that, if that is if that is the ultimate thing, where it's just Jon Snow with Lightbringer as he's as high, that you go like the, I guess the safe route. Yeah. Then there well, here's you go. here's a, here's a crazy rabbit hole for you. Um, People have speculated, you know, I said the two ways where I can see it coming back is through young Griff and, and Daenerys, but perhaps it was already back. Perhaps somehow right. the Mad King or, or Rhaegar uh, got the sword and people have, people have wondered how, how is it that we're going to figure out that John is a Targaryen or that right. John, what is it that we can do to prove his parentage? Right. Um, so if we can prove that he's Lyanna's mother, you know, how can we prove who his father is? Right. And it's interesting that that Ned built a statue slash has her entombed down in, uh-huh. the, in the crypts of Winterfell. Yeah. No one else has that. Right. Why Lyanna? Right. Mm-hmm. So she's there special, made special. Um, some people have theorized that Blackfire is in that tomb. Well, that'd be cool. Or 
that the 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 crown that Aegon the, the Conqueror wore with the, the red rubies, yeah, the um, steel one, yeah, yeah, the Valyrian steel crown could be in that tomb, yeah. And if you can make the connection, you can tie him back to that, and you go back to his mother's tomb. Um, perhaps those that sword and crown are there. Yeah, which would be crazy. That would be that's a that is a wild theory. But I just read it on. Uh, I have to give full credit. Westeros.org. Um, it's you go to the Citadel page, and they they've got some theories on there. They're yeah. talking about Blackfire a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just interesting to th- to think about. Um, again, back to what I was talking about with uh, Darren, uh, the first Targaryen. He wielded Blackfire during his conquest of Dorne. He was eventually killed by Dornishmen with the sword in hand. So while it is unknown when Blackfire was returned to the possession of the Targaryens, it had been returned at least by the reign of Aegon uh, IV. IV. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know if if Baylor uh, the first had it and Viserys the second had it. We we just aren't. It, he just doesn't. They don't right. mention Blackfire. It does just come back up again during a uh, Aegon the Fourth's reign. So it's a good question, Lord Adam Parker. You know how the heck did it get back? You know, yeah. Dorne's not just likely to unless they ransom it back or something. Well, you know? I think at the bat when they have the Battle of the Gods, I during the Dance of Dragons, I'm blanking on both their names, but they kill each other and the swords just get lost for a bit. Yeah, Dark Sister goes down. Yeah, um, it's retrieved though. Yeah, they go back and they're able to retrieve, yeah, it's retrieved it. Yeah, but they can't find, uh, and that is also that is also an Aemon mm-hmm. Targaryen. I think, I think. so. Yeah. Um, Aemon and a Damon, maybe think, actually, yeah. but uh, they, yeah, they, they can't, they can't find um, one of their bodies, right? You right. know, um, but they're able to find the, the the sword, I think. So, yeah, good questions, guys. So, what else we got? Anything else here? Nope, that's it. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, sorry guys, I, you know this this week I'm just not uh, even getting a headache and my my throat's getting sore as I'm as I'm talking here, so it's just. Uh, been a little bit um hopefully I'm, I'm better by sunday and i can i can give you my full efforts there but uh just under the weather and had a lot going on this week so we will come back stronger um hopefully we get some more ravens you know um those always help again just gives it sir matt and i dive into research every week and and uh based upon the ravens that we get the earlier we get them the more research we can yeah. do so you know if you guys yeah. are if something's been weighing on your mind or whatever that's fine if you just have a quick follow-up from the chapter please still send those too because you know those are we've just read the chapter so it's fresh in our mind and we can kind of you know make those connections uh so uh n- another update i've read my brand uh i've read i've done my brand read through and i think i'm going to dive into um john um just for some reason i want to i want to dive into john and uh, i like staying I, I think the reason i want to do this is because john and brand pass there's a there there's the stuff that goes on north of the wall i'm interested in 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 uh mance raider val a bunch of other different characters up there so i want to kind of read through his story arc so so we'll and it is uh, Damon and Amon. Amond. So I was right. Amond, not Amon, but Amon. Yeah, he's the, he's the, he's the one who's like a with a D at the end, like oh. Amond. Oh, Amond. Yeah. yeah, and it yeah. is dark sister. He like stabbed it through. Yeah, but he's the, the eye. But I actually don't. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. I don't think Blackfire was at that battle. No, it was dark sister. Just dark sister. Yeah, yeah not Blackfire. Yeah. No. Huh. Nope. Yeah, it was because they talk about dark. He, some people believe he he plunged Dark Sister through the eye of of yeah. one of the other. Uh, I can't remember which one had. It. I think it was Aemond. Yeah, had Dark Sister, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and he kills Damon. It's, uh, they're actually on dragons. Yep, fighting above the yep. God's eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, and we'll talk about that more when we do our Dance of the Dragons Patreon Black Council. Yeah, again, that's going to be coming up around you know uh, July fifteenth or shortly thereafter, yep. <clears throat> between the fifteenth and the twentieth. We're going to read. Uh, I got to read those, those novellas and, and and dive into that. That's going to be a deep and sweaty conversation. That's going uh, to be a mega parter. Yeah, so so <laughs> be ready for that. Uh, if you guys want to read those, um, what are they called again, Sir Matt? The it's it's uh, the, the princess, princess and the queen. And the queen. Um, and then there's another one. It's the um, Gosh, is it the tattered? No, what's it called? It's it's the Rogue Prince, right? Or yeah. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the Rogue Prince. So, um, if you if you want to prepare for that, go ahead and read those, and you can guys can get some some more. Um, it, it'll kind of give you, I think, a preview as to what maybe some of Fire and Blood will look like. So, uh, they're real short. They're, they only take you a couple hours to read, and uh, okay, the names can be a little confusing, but but it definitely gives you some insight into what's going on in the Targaryen household. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, that is it for us this week. Oh, so you know what, Sir Ezra? I forgot to pull up a uh, random. I do it every week, mm-hmm. it seems like. So we'll just uh, end with a good little reminder that winter is coming. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.